With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Talking the team hailing from the mighty Waikato. It's Chiefs Mana with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, just gone 7.30 here on Chiefs Mana with uh, Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day on SENZ. And uh, Carmo, mate, uh, how long? did it take you to, to to crowbar the smile off your face after after Saturday night? Well, you take a look at me, Ricardo. Good, <laughs> good, uh, good evening, good evening, <laughs> listeners. It's still there. Look, I'm immensely, immensely proud of the boys uh, on the weekend. It was a monumental effort to go down there. And look, you always got to back yourself. Uh, but to come away with a win in Christchurch against a very, very good, you've got to tip your hat to Crusaders, a very good Crusaders side. You should be happy. Um, and you've got to celebrate those wins. So I hope the guys had a great night. I hope they really did pat themselves on the back. Um, and then, you know, the next morning kind of started thinking about the week ahead. But, you know, when you get a win like that, mate, you absolutely, Ricardo, need to celebrate it. I mean, there was a big change at halftime, wasn't there? Because that last 20 minutes of the first half, the Crusaders had the Chiefs under the pump a bit. A bit but the second half, man, it was like, a, like they'd switched jerseys and they, they really just put the pressure on the Crusaders all that whole 40. Well, Ricardo, what I loved about the whole game, and this is both sides as well, respect to both Crusaders and the Chiefs, was a huge belief that they had. The Chiefs had huge belief clearly in their attacking game and their game plan. Uh, huge belief clearly from the coaching staff and I want to talk about this as well about their players that they threw out there but the Crusaders on the other hand had huge belief in their defensive system mm. huge belief in each other to make those defensive plays so both those teams absolutely understood what the game was all about and then when we got into that second half that you talked about and it was getting further and further away from the Chiefs you can kind of almost get to a point look miracles don't win rugby games they absolutely don't win sports games sometimes you get the fairy tale but very very rarely away from home and the Chiefs didn't go for the miracle the Chiefs stayed to their pattern the Chiefs keep carting up that kind of we talked about a lot you know with Quintu Pai and then Bryn Gatlin in this game that 10-12 channel just carting it up there and Quintu Pai is such a attacking threat that Crusaders defensive line no matter how good it is are holding for them and then you get the big guy Brady Retallick and kind of going around uh, the corner so that's holding some more players now then even the great defensive line like Crusaders start funneling in um, and they have the width the discipline to keep their width on the outside um, and that's where the Chiefs scored their tries in the last 10 minutes on the outside and <laughs> mate how bloody good it was fantastic it really really was but both teams are good um but on the note, thumbs up the Chiefs. Um, Chiefs got the win away from home, yeah. which is even more crucial in this competition. You start looking at the the points table. I don't 
kind of take too much notice of the Australian side of the points table. We look at the New Zealand teams in the points table, and she's tight now. Yeah. Those away wins are crucial. They are, mate. They are. I mean, it's the first time in six years I think the Chiefs had won down there, uh, which is, yeah, uh, amazing in, in itself. The the other thing that I, I wanted to ask you about was uh, just the mentality, too, of um, Bryn Gallen. I mean, you know, the, this was a Chiefs team that didn't have Josh Lord, didn't have their number one halfback, you know, um, because of uh, different illness and injury reasons, didn't, and, you know, didn't have Josh Uwani. They had some big pieces missing, still got it done. And Bryn Gatlin, after obviously that miss at Eden Park, then turning up playing the full 80 and just playing his socks off. Mate, a kicker like Bryn Gatlin can brush aside what he did at Eden Park. Nine times out of ten, the kid gets that kick, no problems. He didn't. Uh, on the night, and he's a good player, Bryn Gatlin, but Ricardo, I'm going to keep drilling into your damn head um, right throughout the season. I'm not sure if you're not listening, but the reason why Bryn Gatlin and players um, like Bryn Gatlin, like the young Prefeta, are playing so well is because they're getting front football, they're mm. getting momentum. When you're on the back foot, when you can't get penetration, even the world's best number 10s find it really hard to run onto it. So the work, the breakdown work of the Chiefs was just outstanding. They were throwing huge numbers at the breakdown, most of them staying on their feet and just getting momentum. And then, you know, a guy like Bryn Gatlin can run onto it. He can start tacking that 10-12 channel. As I said before, they had Quinn Tupire outside who was kind of holding uh, the inside defence of, of the Crusaders, and that gave them the opportunity. But, gee, I've watched a lot of Bryn Gatlin over the years, and this was no doubt... Uh, one of the better games he's ever played. Good player, front football, and he took that opportunity. Yeah, man, as good as Guzzler was, has been going this year, how good has Sam Kane been as well? Well, they, they, we talked a little bit about they 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 built some. They had a grudge from last year, didn't they? They they're both great All Blacks. Disappointed with the way that they um, finished the All Black season. They had some real resolve about them. I think over the off season, clearly got themselves into great physical shape. And the great thing about Sam Kane, great footballer, but what Sam Kane has got, I think, over any other number seven in this country and why he's so important to the Chiefs and to the All Blacks, he's got some mongrel about yeah. the kid. And when you got some mongrel and you got that dogged attitude, when you got just that follow-me attitude, New Zealand rugby players love a skipper who is a mongrel, love a skipper who will go forward and attack and attack and never take a backward step. New Zealand fans love a... A, a, a captain like that, and that's what Sam Kane uh, can do for us and can do for his team. And yeah, he's good. But isn't it isn't it wonderful to have you All Blacks like the Brady Italics, like the Sam Canes, fronting up for you in these early rounds of Super Rugby? So once more, thank you very much, Ian Foster and the coaching staff of the All Blacks New Zealand Rugby Union for allowing them to do that because it just sees the impact it makes on the teams but the impact it also makes on the fans watching the game. Yeah, no, you're exactly right uh, and you're great to see. Uh, that Chiefs team is really steaming at the moment and I uh, can't wait to see them go against the Canes on Sunday afternoon. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a cracker. Oh, absolutely. Look, as I said, I hope they celebrated uh, against Crusaders because we've got to once more tip our head off to the Crusaders. They were a damn good side and up to 80, 81 minutes, so winning that game, right? And if they'd won the game, it would have been business as usual. We would have applauded, like we should be applauding, the defensive line. So hopefully the, the Chiefs, and I know Warren Gatlin, don't so much about Clayton McMillan's uh, post-match routine, but I know Gatty's pretty well, and I'm sure he would have encouraged the boys to celebrate and, and remember uh, the feeling that they got in the changing sheds. That's really important to remember that. And so, man, I want to replicate this every week. This is the feeling... 
uh, that I want. Then they go off to a different challenge, clearly. Sick of playing away from home, Ricardo. When the Chiefs <laughs> going to get a bloody home game? So down to Wellington, uh, down to the Cacton, to take on a team which will be a different beast. You know, not the same defensive kind of wall uh, that they're playing against Crusaders. There will be opportunities out there, but we'll see the opportunities for the Chiefs well, if they're not on their medal for the whole term, they'll, they'll allow some broken opportunities for the Hurricanes. And the Hurricanes, as you know, can punish you if you're not mentally thinking the whole 80 minutes. Yeah, exactly. They love some broken field play, don't they, the, the Hurricanes? It'll be uh, be one to watch. Looking forward to that. We're going to talk to Neil Barnes, former Chiefs assistant coach. He's now the head coach of Taranaki in the Bunnings NBC. He's joining us next. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Chiefs Mana, talking Chiefs rugby with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. It's 14 away from 8 here on SENZ. Chiefs Mana, Ricardo Ball and Carmo Kidd. Ian Jones with you. Neil Barnes joins us, who was an assistant coach at the Chiefs last year, now head coach of Taranaki. G'day, Barnesy. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad, Ricardo. Yourself, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. I mean, uh, I've got to ask you, uh, was your body as sore as mine was watching that Canterbury defensive line on Saturday night? <laughs> yeah, like the, they've, they've got it pretty down pat, haven't they? They're, they're an organised crew. That's what you expect from them. Barnsley, uh, Ian Jones here, mate. Um, well done on what you guys are doing down there last year with the Naki, no doubt uh, back into again this year. We've just been chatting, Barnsley, about that Crusaders-Chiefs game and both teams clearly huge belief, but I want to get your thoughts on the, the ruck play in particular of the Chiefs, how they were hoeing into that, producing some quick ball. What were your thoughts there? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an area of the game where we've always felt that you can express your physicality. Um, and yeah, I don't see it as any other um, any different to any other week in the breakdown area, but yeah, you're trying to create quick ball, but you're also trying to take people out of the game. Like, if you're just going to seal over the ball all the time, people line up and you're the picket fence to attack against. But, yeah, I don't think it's any different to a lot of other sides, but in particular, like, we'd like to express ourselves in that area of the park and show the other team we mean business. And, Barnes, we want to get your inside knowledge and just share with our Chiefs listeners out there some details on some of your players that are wearing the Chiefs colours this year. But Tupuva'i, Clearly a young, uh, outstanding, athletic young lock comes six if he needs to. Where do you see uh, his games and some of his strengths? Um, he's actually got X Factor and, and he can also play a physical game too. So I think if you were watching that game, there was a situation there where he got the ball in a little bit of space but used awesome footwork, got him behind and then put out an incredible offload. Um, as he gets more and more confident in the game and does the basics really well, like he's going to bring all that out, which... You know, it's the same sort of things that Brody possesses, and it just gives you a point of difference in the middle of the field. When you're partnering a guy like with, you know, you got Tuba Vey, you got Josh Lord, um, Akoi, the young um, replacement lock there as well. Partnering a guy with Brody Retallick, who's your number one lock there, Barnsley, what are you looking for to complement each other? Um, well, obviously, as you well know, there's always um, a space in the game for a tighter type of lock that, you know, is an absolute beast carrying ball and adds physicality and adds grunt on the tight end side of scrums. So if you've got two people like Brody and um, him together, then I guess at the end of the day, um, someone's going to be doing some work in there as well. So it's always a balancing act. But, you know, neither of them are short on doing the hard work. That's the thing I like about those two types and Brody is like they're both prepared to do the hard work, but they've both got a little bit of X factor and it's not like they play loose. So they, they complement each other all right. Your big number eight has seemed to be getting himself into some 
great level of fitness, which is fantastic. But Peter Guth, in terms of a ball carry, in terms of getting the Chiefs and some of that forward momentum, seems to be playing a level above. Where do you see his game at? Um, yeah, like he is really starting to express himself. But the good thing now, he's matured as a man too, and like he is a big unit. So I'd I'd imagine he's around 115 k's plus, might even be 120 now, um, and rapid and with footwork. Um, that's a lot to contain at times. So he seriously has got a point of difference with the X factor he can bring to a game. Um, and I don't think he'd be out of place in the next team up if you want a point of difference in there, someone that can do something different. So obviously if he wants to play at that level, he's going to have to take his fitness to another level. He's still not bad, but when you want to be playing at international footy, as you well know, um, you've got to take it up again. Barnsley, you've sat in the coach's box with some famous Chiefs wins and you've uh, sat in the coach's box where you hadn't expected to win, but you get a brilliant win away from home. Uh, the emotions in the Chiefs coach's boss box was evident with uh, Gaddy, good, good mate of mine, jumping up and down and celebrating like he does. And a mate of yours, Clayton McMillan, very much staunch. Uh, a little small, knew the job was done, but knew he had a big season ahead of him. Uh, talk us through Clayton McMillan and how he would have reviewed and maybe celebrated a victory like that. Um, the thing that really impressed me about Clayton um, and the time I spent with him is he's an authentic. You know, he doesn't say anything he doesn't mean. Um, and he's passionate as well. So, um, yeah, he, he's got a good balance to him. Um, he can play hardball if you want to play hardball, but he can put his arm around your shoulder at the same time. But he came into our environment and he had sat back and looked um, how it was functioning for six months before that um, and then put his own spin on things. And, yeah, the, the players bought into his vision. He brings fun to an environment too, so it's not just all hard work. Um, so a nice balance across most areas of the game, um, to be honest. So got a big future. Barnsley, you work hard all week to get a, a victory like that. The 80 minutes is absolutely slog. You go back into the change sheds. You're in your own environment, around your teammates. Um, how would the Chiefs have celebrated that? And would they have kind of just celebrated all Saturday night and then parked it, looking forward to the next week? Or um, how do you think they would have uh, enjoyed that victory? Um we're a little bit old school. We'd like to think if you work hard, you can have a beer afterwards, and that's pretty much how it sits. We don't get ahead of ourselves. Like We've got an absolute respect of the Chiefs for the Crusaders, and like their record speaks for itself. So when you actually put out a performance on a day and manage to stop them doing what they want to do and pull a few things off yourself and, and get across their um, win, get a win off them, um, man, you've got to celebrate that. That's why you work hard. But I'm telling now the next day they'll have their feet back on the ground and learn how to improve. That's what makes the team good. So, you know, um, I don't think their coach is the mind saying, like, we certainly weren't perfect um, that night and we've got plenty more to do. Um, so take your victory and um, just keep on getting better so that the other end of the season you might pull off the big prize. Well, Barnsley, the challenge is a different one. They go to Wellington, take on the Hurricanes. Uh, from your yep. memory of preparing to take on the Hurricanes and what you've seen from this year, a team that can attack from broken play, how will the Chiefs prepare and what work-ons or what tweaks will they need to make to take on uh, the Canes? Um, I think they'd be the first to admit they haven't been very accurate with the ball in hand. They got better last week, um, particularly in the second half. But you know, against the Blues, we coughed up a lot of ball. Um, so... One thing the Hurricanes possess, they've got strike power. If you want to drop a few balls or create turnovers, um, they will make you pay for it. 
And on the other side of it, they've got some individuals there that are extremely physical ball carriers. So your defence, you've got to be chopping them and putting them on the deck. So if you want to play a wide open game and make mistakes, um, they're the team to make you pay. But if they can sort their attack out and look after the ball a bit better um, and bring the same energy and work effort that they brought last week, um, they're in really good show. Neil Barnes on the phone with us here on Chiefs Mana on SENZ Talking Chiefs School. So Neil, head coach of Taranaki now in the Bunnings NPC. Neil, had a text through from Brian here just asking, hey, do you think that Vai can be a blindside in the test arena? We need a big six to combat the likes of Steph Dutoy and Laws. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I don't mind that thought at all because you've got a skill set that can play six. Um, but, you know, he'd have to make sure that um, his work rate as a six has got to be high as. So, you know, I've got no idea. I haven't looked behind in this game now that I'm not in the Chiefs environment to see how that's travelling, but he's normally a hard-working player. But, yeah, I've got absolutely no qualms that he can play six. But when I, when I look at how Blackadder went for the All Blacks last year, my God, that man's work ethic was at another level. I really thought he was awesome. But, um, yeah... No issues on the day. The man can play there. Yeah, indeed he can. All right, Neil. Hey, listen, thanks very much for giving us some time, mate. Really appreciate it. Go well, and uh, good luck as you uh, prep that Taranaki side for the upcoming NPC season. Cheers, boys. Cheers, Thanks very much, yeah, Neil Barnes there with us. Uh, Carmo, what's your take on that? Tupu Vai, I mean, what you've seen, could he play in the test arena against the likes of Steph Dutoy as a six, do you think? Well, there's no question he's got the athleticism, no question he's got the height and the, 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 the size. Mindset for me, all mm. down to my mindset. I don't know the, the kid uh, well enough. I haven't spent a lot of time uh, next to him like Ken Foster or Clayton McMillan do day in, day out with this kid. Is he tough enough in the head to be our number six? Yeah. I mean, you, you're talking about some tough people in Steph the Toy, you know, absolutely mentally tough. Um, and he's a young man, may grow into that position. Um, but, you know, and clearly in terms of the physical attributes, no problems. Mindset, and I'd need to spend a lot more time around him to, to understand that. Yeah, all right. Well, this has been Chiefs Mana, Ricardo Ball, and uh, the Camo kid, Ian Jones, with us. Uh, Camo, uh, just quickly, as we've got our last 30 seconds here, mate of the show, Highlanders Moana, who you got? Well, let's hope the game goes. Mm. Uh, Highlanders. Highlanders. Uh, Brumbies Reds, that's a tough one. I have, but Canberra is, is the home advantage. Brumbies there. Uh, Drew a force. Uh, I've actually gone Drua. Drua, great I, I made the mistake of going Western Force a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Poorly let me down. They're gone. Uh, Crusaders Blues. Uh, Crusaders. Yeah. Uh, Tars Rebels. Uh, the Waratahs. And then finally, uh, the Canes Chiefs. I don't have to ask that question, do I? Well, I've gone back to 1996. I've got my old school jersey. Go the Chiefs. Uh, you might get a call up if you're not careful. <laughs> when making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.